Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Cheeseheads, and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room podcast. This topsy-turvy, inconsistent season, today we beat Forest 3-1 in the league. Confident home victory, lots of ups and downs. Actually, it's quite an entertaining game in the end. Um, right, here to discuss all the way from South London, it's Mr Paul Muir. Hey, you, Paul? Yeah, good, mate. Oh, this club, eh? You don't know what you're going to get, but uh, I, I enjoyed that today. It was um, a bit of a weird atmosphere, which we might, we might come on to. Um, but yeah. yeah, I thought performance, there was, there was, sorry to sound positive, but there were lots of positives today. So, um, yeah, it's nice to get a, a win and like it stops the noise and a little bit of the kind of like the other extraneous bullshit outside of the, of the team, which was getting on my nerves this week. But uh, yeah, a good win. Yeah, we'll talk about the Conte stuff later and how that probably maybe translated onto the terraces a little bit. Bit of a strange day. Um, also joining, he's all the way back home now in Cambridgeshire. It's Mr. Steve Diver. How are you doing, Steve? I am, yeah, I'm very good. It's um, slightly confused because we won, which is confusing in itself. But also, I'm not even that happy we won. Kind of, <laughs> I feel a bit, a bit now. I'll try and pick myself up for the pod so people don't immediately turn off. But um, yeah, great to win, of course. Love a club. But yeah, it just felt a bit meh. And we'll probably go through the atmosphere later, won't we? Well, look, you know, I haven't discussed the, the midweek match, which was just so predictable, went mm-hmm. pretty much how I expected it to. And I mean, it's that, isn't it? We've, we've lost against them, the Sheffield United game. The season is effectively over, apart from another top four challenge. And you know, I think Conte, one of the most honest and uh, truthful things he said this week was that he was in charge of the club and his aim was to try and improve the team. And he hasn't. And he said that. We haven't improved, if you look at it. We are pretty much where we were this time last year, but I don't know whether there's that confidence that we're going to go on the run that we did last year. We certainly haven't been seeing it in the in the football that we've been playing at the moment. But, you know, today's a good win. It just feels to me, I'm not going to get carried away because next week we've got another winnable game and I think that's it. The fans maybe at the moment on that sort of um, 
expectant of, of the team and, and therefore today it was a bit bit below par, a bit melancholy at times. But anyway, the performance itself, like that I've been moaning a lot this season about the way we play. Coming out slowly does nothing for the atmosphere. And today it was quite different. Obviously, we scored very early on. <laughs> but then that offside just sucks it out of us anyway, doesn't it? Anyway, we'll come to that in a minute. Well, let's talk about the, the team sheet, as we always do. Paul, what do you think of the lineup today? Um, fairly predictable, I guess, apart from Kulu. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming he is a little bit injured, as we've been discussing. Yeah, that, yeah. As always, back three kind of picks itself at the minute long. He's doing a pretty decent job at less than the back. Davis has been not a revelation as such, but he's been really good at left wing back. I think and he's got a really mm. good understanding with long leg because himself he's played there at less than the back. Poro, talk about in a minute. I thought he was superb today, Poro. I thought he was really, really good. Really excellent. Mm. Yeah. Um, Kulu coming down, uh, being left out for Richarlison. Slag the manager off or get lost in translation and slag yourself off for a season. Get picked for the next game. Don't know if that's a, uh, a managerial masterstroke or maybe players just having a little bit more kind of say in the team sheet than than, than we know. I, I think it'll be the former. I think he just all right. You've you've chatted. You've you know you've picked yourself up in the press. You know you've made it. You've made a headline. You've made a dynamic. Go out there and uh, and show what you're about. And he did all right today. He did all right. He's involved in all the goals, which yeah. was good. Um, but yeah, you're right. The only real, the only real change was the only real surprise. Excuse me, was Kulu being hooked? Sorry, being dropped for Richardson or rotated for Richardson? Um, yeah, much as much as yeah, yeah, no. Um, Steve, what did you think about that? Was Richardson comments midweek and then Conte's reaction? Because he really kind of he did say that he'd been shit this season, and then he but then he kind of did have a little bit of a dig about him getting in the team, playing all right, and then being dropped, didn't he? Yeah, it was, it was very odd. I mean, personally, I thought what Richardson said was spot on, but unprofessional. Um, mm. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help the club, doesn't help him, doesn't help the manager, um, or maybe it does. What do I know? He came in today and he played really well. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I wasn't particularly impressed that he came out with it. Although, you know, we all know he's quite quite an emotional player, both on and off the pitch. Yeah, um, and interesting, I did see him with uh Royale after the game on Wednesday and yeah Richarlison looked properly upset um mm. he was walking over to the players family area probably an hour or so after the game and Royale was pretty much trying to comfort him and he looked really yeah. wound up and ups- well, he, he always looks like he's about to cry or has been crying doesn't he <laughs> yeah. um but yeah he was in that kind of state so obviously quite emotional yeah, no, he definitely cares. I think that's the thing about him, isn't it? It's partly mm-hmm. why he kind of gets the fans on his side because he really does care about the team and winning. He's one of these players that you can see how much it means to him. Yeah. And today I thought he was he was really good. Again, I feel like every time we talk about him, it's, it's work ethic, work ethic. But he did he did run about today. And one thing as well, it was so early on at the start of the game, uh, the goal that was ruled offside by, what, three microns or whatever. Mm. I've, not, I've not seen it. Was it close, Franco? I mean, we're recording this now at uh, 10 to 9. I've not seen it. The video I've seen on Sky, it, it basically is just a line. You can't... Because <laughs> yeah. like, they, they don't give you a zoom in because it wasn't on TV. So you don't. all it is is a line. And I think that's why. How long did it take in the stadium? Two minutes? Yep. No. Well, we scored it, what, 2.45? I think we restarted the game at 5.45 or 5.55. I had a quick look up at the thing. So we, it was. Yeah, it took two and a half, three minutes for that for that decision. 
it took ages and when it's like that you can see they're obviously just i mean just make the line thinner longer yeah. wider whatever <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. whatever they were trying to do to, to figure it out but i just feel like we've, t- we've said this hundreds of times on the pod if it's that close then it's onside you can't be pissing around with millimeters it's just stupid good goal though no good goal it was and a nice ball from Skip as well, wasn't it? Oh, that lovely ball from Skip was lovely. Like like a little bit of fading it and a bit of backspin, so it didn't run away from him uh, yeah. on the well water yeah. pitch. So it kind of hung. It kind of like it when it when it hit the eighteen yard box, it kind of like held for him. And yeah, mm. it was a really good finish, like straight at high, you know, to the to the goal he's left. And um, it was it was it was really really nice. I thought, bloody hell, here we go. This is it. This this is what we pay sixty million for. He's he's he's, he's going to absolutely, you know, kind of tear it up. Um, you know, and unfortunately, it was just yeah, as you say, like millimeters. And um, yeah, but yeah. that ball from Skip, Skip was great today. Skip was one man of the match that I thought I thought he did everything really really well. He's yeah. he's he's really looking at home in our midfield next to Hoiberg or or Saar, as we saw at Milan away. Um, but that yeah that yeah, I mean if I don't know if. James Wall Prowse or you know somebody somebody plays that from like you know midfield right? Hendo. Yeah, we're, Hendo we're going on, we're going on about it or you know yeah one of the Man City kind of midfielders does it and it's like wow Ollie Skip coming through from like age of nine at us and he, he he just played it beautifully just like mm-hmm. just it was so delicate so early on in the game as well like you're not really into the game or whatever the excuse you want to use but yeah you're right Franco it's a really nice ball really nice pass. And being disallowed, I just feel bad for Richardson because the only two times he's put the ball in the net in the league, he's been ruled offside, haven't they? So yeah. it's um, it's just not going right for him at the moment. And you could see how much he was really trying to get on the score sheet today because if he goes a whole season without any Premier League goals, it's not a good look for anybody. It's, it's like it's Soldado not. territory. Do you think he's aware of the pressure? Do you think he's, or is he just going to like back himself and trust himself? To keep doing what he's doing. Do you think? He, do you think he's the kind? Steve just mentioned some really good points there about he's an emotional character on and off the field. You've probably got some like quite close mates like Royale. Mm-hmm. Steve also said there. Do you think he's now thinking, shit, in Portuguese, I'm not going to score this season? Do you, do you, what do you think? I mean, I think that's a great question. I think it's probably going to be playing on his mind, isn't it? Um, yeah. Because yeah, he's he's come from Everton, where he's you know one of their top players, top goal scorers. Mm-hmm. And he's always banked a lot of goals in for them. So I think it's got to be on his mind. I think any striker that isn't scoring, it has to be. Okay. And you can see it with Son as well. I'm pretty sure it is with him. You know, you look at the, some of the, the the chances that he's tried to score and you just think there's no way that's you're going to score from there. Do you know what I mean? The amount of blocked shots he's had. And I think that just comes from desperation. And you saw today with Richarlison, like, was it that one the other week? It was. He's actually got it on target, but that one that sort of went forward and he cut it at a really tight angle. Mm-hmm. I think it was against Man City. So you see, like, he's trying to take shots in those situations when it might be better to sort of have a think about it. And I think he had another one today that got blocked, a bit of a tame left foot shot. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think, you know, he, he really wants to get his, his goal. Now, what what was interesting, um, and this is obviously kind of post games, cutting a bit. Um, we were lucky enough to go to the press conference after the game, and oh, one gosh. of the reporters asked um, Conte about the Richarlison performance, and he set Conte up perfectly. He's like, "Yeah, Richarlison was all over the pitch. He really cared. He had a disallowed goal. Yeah, he was involved in every goal that Tottenham scored. How did you rate his performance?" And Conte did everything except say he played well um, <laughs> and it was it was kind of telling like and it's re- it a bit embarrassing it's a bit like 
you know, when you're talking about an ex-girlfriend or something, he just didn't want to yeah. say anything good about him. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's not in my not my first 11. He didn't, uh, he's yet to score in a Premier League. And it's like, mate, just say he had a good game. Like, yeah. come on. And he did. He did have a really good game. I feel like he's in complete sort of um, saving face mode at the moment, isn't he, Conte? He's, everything, he's distancing himself from all the signings. <laughs> he's like people like Dan Juma. I just feel bad for him. It's just another wasted, you know, opportunity for him. He's gone to come yeah. to the Premier League and he's not going to play. And we're playing Lucas Mora instead. He's coming on for ten minutes, even that like said in, in the previous body. He's not mm-hmm. going to be here at the end of the season. It just seems weird. But oh well, Conte, Conte doing Conte things. Right, anyway, the disallowed goal didn't matter too much because very soon after we got the uh, the opening goal. A nice header from Harry Kane, but a great ball from Poro. Like you said, Richarlison was sort of involved in that. Poro put him down the line and then Poro carried on his run into the box. Yeah. Ben Davis, the other wing back, Conte ball perfection. <laughs> Keeps it alive by like a lunging kind of, and it's off his right foot. It comes back to Poro and it's like a golf shot. It's like mm. just chips it really nicely. There's no pace on that football, and Harry's got above uh, my friend Mr. Sergio Ray and put it back where it came from in the corner. It was a really good goal, and Harry, like uh, uh, Harry doing Harry things today, and we we see it week in week out, the three of us. But yeah. he was back to goal today. His touch, Franco. Yeah. Did he lose it today? No, he was, he was great. His passing was great today. He's as well. just he was brilliant. Oh, he's got a lot of room, which we'll, I'll come on to in a minute. But yeah, like yeah, Richardson, yeah. Big say in that that goal, which was uh, which was nice, but yeah, Poro again just set it up and then carried on his run. You know, you, you probably wouldn't have seen Session carry that run on if he was playing right. I don't think you've seen Perisic carry that run on if he was playing right wing back. So, you know, a big tick for Mister Poro today in in that build up. Yeah, it was great, and the fact he had two players in front of him. Normally, like everyone else, struggles to put a cross in without hitting the defender when there's only one. He yeah. had two defenders blocking blocking the cross, and he managed to chip it in between them and get it perfectly on Kane's head. It was um. Very impressive. But we did talk about him, his crossing ability. That's one of the reasons we've got him. So I was really pleased today with his performance. We might as well talk about him now because he was up and down that, that wing. And I really liked his, his pace and his energy today as well, Steve. You must you must have seen quite a bit of it being so close to that wing. Yeah, 100%. And he, he really gets down it. And he had a he had a really nice cheeky bit of skill kind of fairly late on, didn't he, in, um, mm-hmm. in her own half. Um, yeah, he, he looks like a good player. Um, I'm still... His defence's judgments kind of make me concerned a bit um, yeah. because you know quite a few times he was lunging in to try and uh, slide in and block a ball, and not once did he get anywhere near it. Um, <laughs> it's like, mate, what are you doing? It's a bit like when you play kind of FIFA '98 and you go yeah. for a tackle and they've already <laughs> passed it and they you know twenty yards past you. Um, but you know, exciting going forward. This is a perfect game for him, wasn't it? I mean. Yeah. Forests aren't good. They're not going to threaten us that much. So kind of, you know, get get him on and just get him getting going at them. And he did it really well. And I, what impressed me as well, he linked up really well with Richarlison. And then when Kulu came on, um, he linked up well with Kulu as well. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think he could be a really good asset for us, be a really good buy. I mean, I, I still think he's got all the raw potential. And I think with defending and position and stuff like that, that's the sort of stuff that I think can be coached as well. So... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hope for him. We look good in that right-hand side today. Like, yeah, Romero, doing Romero-type things and just being really, really calm. Didn't get booked, which was mm. nice. Mm-hmm. As Steve just said there, Poro linked really well with Richardson. Richardson pulled wide, Poro fed in the ball early, or then Poro undercut, as we saw for the goal, etc., etc. Uh, 
soon as the ball's coming into Kane, Poro trusted Kane's first touch to be the foot, to be the outlet ball. As I always talk about, Kane turns to his right and puts pings a lovely ball out. Poro was there. We can hit him quicker as well. Dyer had the ball and Poro had, in the first half on my side, Steve's on the other side of the ground to me. Poro's got acres of space and I'm talking mm-hmm. even more than, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it, that, that long raking pass from centre-back from Dial, who we know he can pass well. I think he did it once in the second half. Yeah, that ball's always on. We we can release Poro a lot earlier because he's playing really, really kind of like far forward. He's 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 on the halfway line most of the time. Yeah, you know, he, 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 yeah. He, he he seems to be really advanced and he's he's fit. He's, he's really good, really conditioned. I mean, he was like yeah, recovery sprints as well. Like I'm talking, he must be pushing like zone three or four easy. Yeah, out of his five zones and um, I've got yeah I mean it's early doors and you know I sound a little bit of Franco here but it's like I'm not going to get too excited but that was good today and Steve makes a really good point about him linking up really well with the players in front of him and around him and uh, it's only his third third start I think in the Prem so yeah yep. decent performance decent and actually Paul will know a lot better than me because I'm a fat bastard but you know what really impressed me is right at the end of the game he was harassing Forrest right in yeah. their um, in their corner, and you know just like chasing a ball down, chasing a ball down, chasing a ball down, and I think he gives us he just gives us a bit more space in midfield as well, because mm. basically his right foot is on the touchline, like constantly mm. is on the line, um, and that just gives you more space in the middle. Um, and you're you're right, Paul. Like we all know, Dyer's got a good pass on him. He just needs somebody to pass to. And the amount of space that Parry had at times was, you know, just kind of criminal from a Forest point of view, but very lucky from us. No, agreed. I mean, let's be honest, Forest weren't great today. They, they did make it a little bit easier for it, especially in that first half. Lingard was puffing after 25 minutes and he left. It, it was a little bit like, <laughs> um, yeah, Felix the other, the other week when um, he he was like just floating all over the place and I don't think even some of his own players at Chelsea knew what he was supposed to be doing and I looked around today in Shelby and Mangala was just hanging out to dry by Lingard so there's just so much space in that midfield um, yeah I think mm. you're right we'll probably come on to that in a minute but it was it was very easy for yeah our front three to drop back drop into midfield with a backs to goal and um, take it without really being pressured that much in the first half and turn and, 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 and start something they weren't that good today. I was I was disappointed in Gibbs White and, and Johnson did nothing. Yeah, and and Hoybear and Skip both had good games in fairness yeah. to him. I thought they both yeah. did well. They got stuck in. There's plenty of interceptions. I mean Skip flies into tackles. He's so quick into a tackle. He's really quick over to when he decides to go, he goes and yeah. he's gonna pick up some yellow. He picked up a yellow today, which I thought was harsh. It might I don't know, it was on Steve's side of the ground. Oh. Was, was it did, Steve or was it a bit late? Did he catch him? He did not. I mean, he, he did catch him, but he got he got the ball. There was no way it was that a yellow card. Oh, okay. I could rant all, all all night about the referee. Well, this is the thing. Um, I think Kane went over there, didn't he? And Skip was protesting. I think Kane did as well. So it did feel like it was maybe harsh. But again, I'm not going to moan about the ref again, but he was rubbish today at times. Mm-hmm. I just think some of the decisions he made. A poor ref. He's a poor ref, Franco. Let's have it straight. He's, he's poor. Yeah. He made some real bad decisions. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I did feel a little bit like he was just a bit more lenient on their stuff and giving them things in the second half because they were down. It was just it seemed a bit weird. But because um, there was one, wasn't there, where we put a crossover and one of their defenders like just stayed on the floor. I didn't even really see any contact. But Could I ask a quick question there? Stop play. I was like, well, it's not a head injury, and you haven't you didn't whistle straight away. You're only now blowing up because he's on the floor. Weird. 
that that's my question is now if it's an injury and the guy goes down but he's holding his leg or his back or his hip and it's not a head injury rest now just seem to blow anyway is that a new directive now have i missed something no i don't think it can be otherwise people would just fall over all the time oh they're on a break i'm gonna fall over and hold my leg yeah it's just i don't know this is what i mean about referees they just do these things but it never gets scrutinized or talked about but if okay. he didn't give it straight away as a free kick he obviously didn't see anything and unless like somebody's got in his ear and been like yeah i think he's just dug him in the leg somehow but i didn't i mean i didn't see it yeah but paul's right i've noticed more mm. like increasingly this season my, my understanding is they you know the referee should stop the game quite rightly for head injury um but basically unless you've got a bone sticking out you don't stop right. you don't stop the game from any other injury but I've, I've noticed it more and more this season that a player goes down yeah. and the referee stops the game um and it just it ruins the flow of the game and it's just it it's just open to time wasting and, and cheating to be honest from both sides and I'm sure will do it as well yeah but I think I feel like when it's happened other times it's been when there's just been the ball's been in the middle of the pitch there's not been a dangerous situation but we'd literally just put a cross in we just got it at the back mm-hmm. post it, well you know the back of the the, the box it just seemed a bit weird what's that, what's that? yep somebody some of you ran into the, the hoardings behind forces goal uh yeah. probably at your end and like he was off the pitch but the ref stopped it it's like yeah. just get the physio around there and like sort it out and we'll get on with the game. He, I, I sound a little bit like Seb now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was I, Johnson, I, wasn't it? I think it was yeah, Johnson. He ran. It, Johnson. He just got. He just got like shaded off the ball a bit, and he ran. He ran into yeah. the the in the south stand. It's like okay, he's off there. It, it, it it's a little bit of a dip going down, obviously, because I've come off the pitch. But just get the physio around and have a look at. Let's get on with the game, but. Well, exactly. The ref ran all the way up to him, looked at him, just went, all right, and then ran back again. It was like the most pointless thing. Just making sure he wasn't dead, I suppose. Or like, like you say, have a bone sticking out. Anyway, um, back to the goals. The second one, <laughs> a nice nice penalty, Paul, won by um, Richarlison again, involved again. Kane kills it and then just plays a lovely weighty pass. And then, uh, yeah, it, it, Richarlison was always getting there first, wasn't he? And uh, I don't know what the defender, the defender was like, what, a day late? <laughs> he just yeah. he took him right out and then like you know I, even where I was even where I, and it was it was down in the end from from me and I was just like that's a penalty. Well, the thing is, Richarlison's touch wasn't even heavy. That's the thing I was impressed about. I mean, you say he was going to get there all day long. I think he's a bit one pace to be fair, and I wasn't that confident. But okay. I think the defender was even slower, and uh, he managed to get a touch. But he didn't like punt it right out of the, the out of the stadium like. And Warrell, Warrell's a big lad as well. Like you know, Warrell mm-hmm. could, could back himself. He's like he's well over six three, six four. So he's he's rich if he like extends his leg. He probably, if he uses he uses a bit more pace. But the little chip into him, for, little chip into Kane to get the assist, and then for like the little kind of like brought it down instantly. The little kind of like right footed inside just pass into Richardson's path was was lovely. But again, set up by Mister Mister Perro with a lovely kind of it was like a. If you play golf, it's like a sandwich shot. Just like chipped it up and over, and Kane brought it down instantly. It was it was really nice. It was really nice build up, and yeah, penalty all day long. And yeah, no mistakes for the pen. Kane smashing the top corner. Um, I wasn't really surprised by that. Um, the third goal in the second half, I, f- I felt like we we started to when we came out, we started to let them back into it a little bit, and I thought it was quite important that we got that got that goal because uh, when was it? it was about sixty minutes, wasn't it? Um, and 
again a nice goal uh, from from Sun, which I was quite surprised about. I mean, he was against Doria, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> he kind of flew in. But like, it was good from Richarlison. The fact that he fought, you know, got it, dug it back out after the first cross, and then Kane was just clearly wanting it for his hat trick, and he, he decided to pick out Sonny, but he picked him out well, uh, didn't he, um, Steve? Yeah, it was, and and you're right. It was it was a good break. Um, I thought it was a decent ball in initially um, by Richarlison and yeah. good defending from Forrest. And then, yeah, they just didn't get to the um, second ball today. And yeah, Richarlison, you're right. He fought well, uh, picked a ball up, um, and yeah, good good ball in. And I thought Sonny was very calm. Yeah, credit to him. Like probably wasn't the most difficult goal he'll ever score, but. Mm. It was a it was a good quality goal with a lot of calmness for a player who is like severely out of form. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of players in the same position as him probably would have just smashed it. Mm. Um, so desperate for the goal, so yeah, I thought it was, it was it was a it was a nice goal. I liked that. Yeah, the fact he controlled it, like you say, down well onto his left foot, and he just passed it in and then nutmeg yeah. along the way. But he just found that gap, and the keeper could do nothing. I still find it quite mad that uh, Forrest have got. Navas in goal. It's mad, isn't it? We were saying that today. Yeah. That the build up again for that for that goal is is Poro again, but it's Romero coming into midfield where Hoiberg or Skip would be normally. And he plays a lovely first time ball down the inside right channel um for Ricci to run onto. You know, yeah. and, and we've been saying that all season. We play better football when our four players, Son, etc., run the football. And that pass from Romero in build up is really, really nice. Really weighted, curled off his right foot, but Poro like kind of knocks it into him. But he's like, it's really good play because Romero just like just walks into space, just thinks, yeah, I'm going to take control. I'm going to go into like you know kind of midfield, and I'm 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 going to take responsibility, and I'm going to set one of the attacks away. It's really nice, and yeah, it was. I I thought the chance had gone because I thought Shelby was going to block, but it doesn't. As you said, Tranko it nutmegs him and uh, rolls into the corner, and Navas is just like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, no chance. And that was nice. It felt like the game was over there. But then Forrest kind of got back into it a bit more and disappointing to concede that goal from a corner, Steve. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to dig Forrest out because I think he had a really good game. He was, um, good, he was really good. And Yeah, 100%. 100%, mate. And I think he's he, he commands the box better than I think Lloris does. Mm. Um, he, he gets down... Who, who was it? Somebody said... To me, the other day, he he kind of gets he dives in stages, a bit like kind of like a wall falling over or a tree falling over. So I think <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's always quickest to get down. Um, but yeah, I thought he made some brilliant saves today and play, played or a couple of really good saves. Didn't yeah. Ori um, get a good header and he he, he, re- he reacted did. really well when he put it over yeah. the bar? That was a good save. Yeah, top top save. But for the corner, he was just all over the show. He was nowhere near the ball. Um, and then to have, you know, probably their biggest player on the pitch, pretty much totally unmarked, um, right in our six yard box, nod the ball home was just, uh, yeah, pretty poor from us. I thought, I think we, I think we just switched off. Um, we were three, three nil up and lost a bit of interest, to be honest. I think, yeah, I mean, well, Forrest did come out well in the second half. I and mean, then looking at that first mm-hmm. half, they, they had one shot, I think, and we had something like seven or eight. And then mm-hmm. the second half, they had, three before we scored and then like I said we scored that goal and it kind of quietened them down for a bit and um but then they came back into it you like say forced her to make a few of those saves but that's why I was just a bit frustrated that we scored that we, that we conceded from a corner it's very similar to our sort of 
a lot of the corners that we tried to do, like a near post flick on, man at the back post there, and Skippy was on the line but didn't have a chance. Um, so it was a world work corner, just a bit frustrating at that point because it seemed to put a bit more a bit more pressure on us. But then we just weathered that until <laughs> that, that penalty. Mm. I mean, have you seen the replay of it yet, Paul? I haven't. They, did, no. they, they showed it in the stadium. Did you see it then? Uh, oh, Kuluzeski put his arm out and Kulu's out of the box, but the ball's inside the box. Yes, exactly, sorry. Yeah. I have seen it, mate. Sorry, excuse me. Yes, I have seen it. The, the, the thing I want well, to obviously it's in super slow mo, so it looks like he's just putting his arm out to hit the ball, but he's clearly putting his arm out to block the defender who's running into him. And it just mm-hmm. happens that the ball, like, he decides to do that as the ball flicks on and it just hits his arm. Mm-hmm. So I can see why it was given, I guess. What do you think? Um, is the unnatural position? I guess you're asking a lot of questions about refereeing. I, should, I probably should pay more attention to the, the new <laughs> director, the, the new the, the rules and the directives from Mister Collini and the guys there. But is the unnatural position thing still a? Um, is it still yeah. like one of the 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 key? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's 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 made his arm has come towards the ball, and he, and yeah, of course it always looks different in super slow mo or whatever. But I. I yeah, I, I don't think Kulu can have any complaints about that, to be honest. I mean, if the guy's running towards you, just take it, you know. Yeah, I think the problem is the ball's travelled. The ball's travelled quite a long way, so you, you haven't got that defence of it being too close. Like you say, arm is in an unnatural position, even though it's in a natural position for elbow and the guy who's running into yeah. you. Okay. But it is what I it thought, is. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm not just saying it's in hindsight that people around me, I knew Forster was going to save that for some reason. <laughs> I did. I just. I said he's going to say. He's going to say. I'd get. He's. He's. I think he had a really decent penalty saving record at Celtic. I think I read something ages ago. Um. I just. I just felt it was his day. I just felt that he. He he was going to save it. And. uh, Yeah. I don't know. I. I. You missed one in the World Cup as well, didn't he? And he. He's. He's. He. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were. They were two foot up front. I mean, they made double change at half time. Took off Mangola and uh, took off Lingard and put on Dennis and and I. But I hardly touched the ball and he didn't look that confident when we're waiting for the penalty to be taken and so I thought yeah Force is going to save this and Paulie wins Paulie gets it right so (laughs) yeah no it was nice it did like we said cap off a a decent game for Forster I thought he played quite well you called it a couple of weeks ago you said uh, maybe a fortnight ago when we were talking I was really hypercritical of him at Leicester I thought he was poor at Leicester but that was his first one but the first one for a while you Mm. said goalies take a couple of weeks a couple of games and you're right. I mean, he's, he's been, I mean, you know, low down today. is one really hard hit shot. It was low down. It could have gone underneath him. Didn't save mm-hmm. it. Didn't push it out again into danger area, which I was critical of him mm-hmm. uh, about last week. Um, yeah. He's, 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 he, he does come on the area unless obviously the corner came in. I should have just cleared our players out. Just gone at, he's only six foot six, probably about 16. That's probably what, 100 kilos, 95 kilos. Just like clear the people out in front of you, mate. Just just get your hands to that ball, and but yeah, he does he does he does command there, and the ball and he he gets rid of the ball really quickly with his feet. He played a couple of really first time balls out to Longley and uh, Romero as well, like first time, right near his, his goal line, and he's like he's actually really good with his feet, and um, that 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 makes a real difference as well. And we seem to like we any he, he, when he catches the ball, he's very quick to like bowl it out to someone uh Hoiberg or skip to like try and get a counter away or yeah out to, out to the wing backs he's you're right he's taking a couple of games but he's he's looking really he's looking like you know he's not going to let us down yeah i think he's settling in um i'm Alex Rodriguez and i'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg 
This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Anyway, so yeah, I think that was, it was a decent result in the end. Um, and obviously with the Liverpool game earlier on, it stretches that gap or creates a gap, as it were. Um, they've still got that game in hand as well. And they've got some tough games coming up. And they've got to play Chelsea. Well, it's not so tough. But they've got to play Man City coming up. And um, that Man United result is just bizarre. <laughs> Football yeah. is so weird, isn't it? You know I mean, you, last week, the thing that, that makes me laugh about the, the press in general is they're always looking for something to, to sort of big up Man United or Liverpool and have big results. And then it's sort of like is this the new dawn of Man United? And then they get beaten by Liverpool. And I think I saw a headline saying the false dawn of Man United. And is this Liverpool coming back into, you know, resurgence for them? And then to, I watched the game today and they were pretty rubbish. They weren't great going forward. Uh, Bournemouth had gone through two times, one-on-one with a goalkeeper. By the time they scored their goal, they had chances today, Bournemouth. And um, I still think, yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult with for them, Chelsea, us, Newcastle, Brighton, whoever else is going for this top four spot. It's quite a lot of teams in contention now. There are, but Newcastle way out of form. They've only won one in their last eight. Yeah, yeah. massive um, block, isn't they, Newcastle? They've got yeah. a real blip in the in the road. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, Almiron stopped scoring for them. They've always been defensively solid, and now they're just mm-hmm. starting to slip up a bit again. I don't want to. I've been right too many times this season. I don't like it. I feel like uh, another one of our podcasters <laughs> always banging on about how, how he's right about things. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Conte this week. Uh, what did you make of his comments, Paul? He's like I said. I felt he was being quite honest about. It. He said things hadn't improved this season. He was almost handing, holding his hands up, but it just feels like he's. I don't know. It's just so neg. <laughs> it's just so neg. It's all a bit melodramatic, isn't it? Don't you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, well. I'm not going to die, but while I'm at that, while I'm contracted with Tottenham, I will, you know, go to the very death to like try and make his success and stuff like this. It's just like, mate, this is not, this is not a Puccini opera. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's 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 just Premier League football, which is probably an opera. Actually, actually, maybe it's an opera. It's just, mate, just just don't be such a dickhead sometimes in like press conferences. It's just like, we, we didn't have this with Stellini. We had it like, you know, it, it was, it was like quite calm in press conferences. This week, I just, it just adds more noise. It just adds more kind of extraneous yeah. kind of, it's, it's, it's just another kind of sideshow that we don't need. No, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. I don't, we, don't, we don't need it. We talked about this a few pods ago saying exactly this, and then it was just peak, peak Conte this week. Just, some of the things he was coming out with. But it's just, my thing about it is it's just always um, managing, like I think I tweeted about, you don't need to manage expectations for this club, Conte. We've seen it all week. Like before the Champions League, just saying like, you know, it's going to be very hard for us to win the Champions League. No shit, Sherlock. Like we've watched this team all season. You don't need to tell us on the on the eve of a game or on the, on the day of a game against AC Milan, which we need to win. You don't need to be telling us that it's very unlikely we're going to win the competition. Go on, lads. Go out and give it your best shot. We ain't going to win. <laughs> but give it your best shot. It's just, I don't know. I think there's been a lot of comparisons on people on social media between Arsenal's situation and Spurs, which is obvious. And we've talked about how things seem so much worse because of them up the road doing well. Yeah. But 
you know, they've talked about it took a long time. The Conte defenders this week said it took what it took a while for Arteta to get it right. It took seasons of getting rid of Deadwood, this, this, that, that, that. But he was always positive and took responsibility mm-hmm. for like bad decisions. I don't see Conte saying anything about taking Kulisevsky off in the 80th minute and putting on Davison Sanchez so we don't concede in a game we're already losing. It's just mm. like it harks back to you know Harry Redknapp and Scott Parker. It's just. I don't know. It's insane. I just feel sometimes like his his reading of it is completely at odds with reality. Sometimes, what did you think about him this week, Nick? I mean, he oh, he he just winds me up. Um, <laughs> like I, I don't like, despite the fact the beginning of a pod is really neggy. Um, so I'm going to kind of you know go back on my word a bit, here, aren't I? But he's just you're right. He's so negative, and he's just so he never takes responsibility. And he never ever well, he, he very rarely talks about the club and him as one. Like he doesn't really say we. No. He'll say, Oh, the club won. Yeah. Oh, I did this. Yeah. And it's like, mate, you're employed by the club, you're part of it, whether you want to be or not. Um but the the only thing I did notice today, which was a bit unusual probably for this entire calendar year. When we scored, he looked like old Conte. There was passion, and I think there's quite a bit of stress and relief coming out. Um, so, like, I don't know. Like, he, he's frustrated me this week. He's frustrated me for a while. And I think the difference with the Arteta situation is, you know, annoyingly, you know, Arteta is a good manager, and he's young, and he's learning. And you know he he was brave in clearing out some of the best players who were clearly you know not performing and, and you know maybe a bit toxic, but you could see the direction of travel, and you could see and this kills me to say it you could see you can see Arsenal sticking with Arteta for five years maybe ten years maybe maybe longer nah whereas <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't want him to but like you know whereas Conte. Conte isn't, oh God, I don't want to say project manager, this is such a cliche, but Conte isn't a, a project manager. Like but, Conte is, he comes in, he wins, he fucks off elsewhere. Yeah, but you say that, but then he gave the interview, which I, I saw uh, this morning, where he basically said, I've won stuff everywhere else. Maybe that's a you know, curse on me or whatever stupid words he used to basically say. It makes it much harder for him because everyone's expecting success. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why you get paid £15 million a yeah. season, pal. That's exactly right. Exactly. So you basically say, well, because I've been successful, now everyone expects me to be successful. Yeah, because you, you build yourself as a top manager. You get paid ridiculous amounts of money to be a top manager so yeah we do expect results that's like we do expect to beat Sheffield United we expect to beat Wolves yeah. we expect to beat Forest in the cup do you mean we don't expect to go and beat Man City one week and then the next week not turn up and get absolutely smashed by Leicester it's just consistency is all we really ask for and improvement and he knows that so I just find some of the things he comes out with complete nonsense and the other thing about it is today he was digging out the fans saying that we haven't got any patience. <laughs> just oh, like, yeah. So you, it feels to me like he's really just trying to, you know, get himself out the door by just making his, his position untenable. Do you know what I mean? It's um, Steve, what's his energy like today? You're, I mean, you're literally, what, six feet, nine feet away from him? What was his energy so like? Pretty, pretty good, actually. Like, he, <clears throat> he, he, was, he was really engaged... Um, like he, he went crazy over the goals. He was very active on the touchline. 
he did like he did like the skip yellow card, did he? He he, he looked quite animated. No the yellow card. Yeah. Well, so I think he got. I think Conte got uh, booked, didn't he? He did. Oh, did he? Oh, um, right. I didn't see. Yeah. Um, so he was proper agging, and there was a um, there was an incident with um, with the uh, forest bench, wasn't it? And he he wisely walked away from that. Mm. Although um, Ryan Mason didn't, Ryan Mason went steaming <laughs> in. <laughs> and was like everybody, everybody's just looking at him and it's like, mate, you're the smallest bloke on the pitch on the bench. Probably not the one to be going steaming into the opposition bench. But um, I don't think they're going to have a tear up, Steve. Don't worry. <laughs> No, uh, knock with uh, Alan Dixon uh, stood in the middle. Um, but yeah, his energy was good. His energy was—he he felt like old content. Like Wednesday That's night, good. Good. he was Wednesday night. He was a reflection of the team on a pitch. No passion, no energy. Couldn't care less. Um, today he felt a lot more upbeat, um, and it was—it was telling actually on and I kind of. Um, meant to say this earlier, but you know the Milan game. Um, when you talk about Forster playing the ball out quickly, quite often he was like screaming at Forster and like pushing his hands down to be like slow it down, slow it down, yeah. slow it down. Yeah. And it's like, what do you mean you not case slow it down? We've got like ten minutes on the clock. We need to score a goal. We need to speed it up, not slow it down. That's mental. Whereas today against Forest, even when we're three 0 up. He was screaming at his players to get forward mm. every opportunity, and I'm like, "This is more what we want from our team." Um, so it felt good. I'm sure the next game, Southampton, which um, I think unfortunately I'm going to, and I found out it's a three-hour drive, so it's not not ideal. You um, found out what like <laughs> you never knew where Southampton was. <laughs> well, I knew I knew where it was. I didn't know it was three hours away, but uh, Google Maps. Um, yeah, informed me on the way home, and it's uh, three hours. So I'm not going to look forward to that. Well, it's going to be even uh, longer because you have to come via Stratford to pick me up. <laughs> Are you going? I'm if you come pick me up from Stratford. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. There you go, uh, cheeseheads. I've put him under pressure here. We'll find out next week whether Steve's a, a good guy or not. We want to um, see some. We want to see some social media content of you two in a car together. Yeah, no sleep. <laughs> have you got heated seats, Steve? Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> there we go. Well, the thing is with Conte as well, it's like I've got no real ill feeling to him. I just don't think he does himself any favours in these interviews. I almost just wish he just wouldn't say anything because, you know, him when he's at his passionate best, fine. But it just, you know, he's been through a lot this season and I don't feel that it's what it's working out and it's I don't see it going in a positive direction. I really do think uh, he, he'll be gone. But I do think it will be at the end of the season still. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what does kill me is every time every time he says in a press conference, I repeat, you know, it's going to be something really bad about the club. <laughs> he's like, it's like, I don't like Richarlison. I repeat, I think Richarlison is shit, uh, which is basically all he does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Had enough of it. <laughs> Get him out. But we don't. <laughs> Right, let me just quickly mention football prizes. Um, Co.uk this week, they've got a signed 1983-84 squad. Um, is it the UEFA Cup one? Yeah, it is. UEFA Cup final shirt. Uh, tickets for that are 3 95 There's 149 available. Cool. Uh, just over a third of them are gone. Um, there's also lots of other instant wins. Glenn Hoddle signed photos with boots, I think, and some Ardiles. 
uh, Ricky Villa stuff. Uh, signed by the main the main prize signed by Hazard Birkinshaw, Ardiles, Archibald, Mabbott, Miller, Falco, all of them. Um, wow. So get involved there. Footballprizes.co.uk and don't forget with the code CR10, all letters CR10, you get a ten percent discount off your ticket. Get involved there. Right, Mr. Formia, thanks ever so much for joining as always. Always, yeah, good. Done a few this, done a done a YouTube, done a couple of pods. It's um, yeah, been a busy boy. Been a busy boy, gone from the depths of like you know where we've been to like you know almost doing what we did during the week at the Champions League and obviously up and there. And then we've won today, but we're still feeling a little bit kind of not too sure what's going to happen at Southampton. There you go, joys of following Spurs. Yeah, well, at least the UFC's on early tonight, so you won't be completely knackered. You can watch it. <laughs> yes, mate, let's go. UFC, come on. All right, Steve, cheers. Thanks ever so much for joining as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it, chaps. Um, been a good, I'm going to say been a good debate. We haven't really debated because we've yeah. all been pretty aligned. But yeah, despite what I said earlier, we've won the game. It's good. We're in fourth. It's not all doom and gloom. So yeah, happy days. <laughs> exactly. Right. Again, look out for the, the uh, YouTube gang. will be back on Monday with their review of the weekend's game. Um, there's no midweek game, so we're not back on until next weekend now. Um, Bren comes back from holiday. He's gone out partying tonight. He's just such a part-timer. Seb as well, he's at a party. No but commitment, these lads. Absolutely no commitment. Such bad commitment. They managed, They questioned mine for not being able to get back from the Champions League early enough for midweek. And then, look, out partying. No commitment to the cheese room. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll be back next weekend with a review of the Southampton. Right, um, until next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Germany Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.